what I do. Translate culture. Make it possible for our culture to continue to have the significance impact on global fashion it has now. everyone and welcome back to you have to wear something the podcast that explores those wardrobe decisions we make every day and educates empowers and entertains culturally through fashion history business and style trends i am still your host nicole a creative bridge builder with a mission to elevate marginalized voices and individuals and the owner of shop gu j-i-y-u it means freedom y'all it's summer Technically, but man, it does not feel like summer in LA. Maybe just a little bit. But you know, we had 70 days of rain that first quarter, and now it's 60 degrees every morning with a persistent June gloom. We live in Gotham City, y'all. Um, and here we are talking about frivolous things like fashion when we should be talking about saving the earth. That's where all of this weird global warming comes from. That's why it's 60 degrees and not 80 degrees. Anyway, guess what? You still got to wear something. And what's on my mind this week, other than what dad sandals I want to buy, is the exit of Edward Enninful from British Vogue after six years. You know, it's a high level gig. And when they said he stepped down, that usually means they asked for his resignation. Now, Y'all know black people, regardless of gender or sexual orientation, because let's be clear, fashion loves the gays. Happy pride, y'all. But usually it's a white male gay running shit. And that is the most appointed creative director of a luxury brand or collection. And let me try to stay on topic. Edward. It was announced on Friday that Edward would take on a new role at Condé Nast as a global creative and cultural advisor of Vogue. Edward Enninful became the first black gay man to take the role of editor-in-chief and was described as an influential figure in the communities of fashion, Hollywood, and music, which shaped the cultural zeitgeist. Despite Enninful's international influence, he was ultimately always playing second fiddle to Anna Wintour, and that is the American editor of Vogue, if you don't know, if you've been under a rock. The rumors were he was at Oz with Anna, which is also a common theme. But for real, can we get rid of all cantankerous editors at this time? You know, we need a new guard, a la Elaine Welteroff of Teen Vogue. But anyway, he will be replaced by an editorial content director. Before this role, let's remember that Edward was an industry top stylist and being a magazine editor is honestly a hard job it's a grueling grind and it's a lot less fun than editorial shoots where creativity thrives i am also hearing murmurs that edward actually wanted to be eventually appointed to the american vogue role which i would have been over the moon if he would have been appointed to that i'm time it's time for anna to go but the real sad thing is when black people get these illustrious positions It's usually a glass cliff situation where you are expected to save a stale or failing business. And we know that your entire performance is under a microscope and it only takes one mistake to question your entire tenure. And most likely your successor will be white again and the company tends to go back to the same old, same old pattern or hiring your typical white or gay or whatever genius visionary 
And just like all those Black Lives Matter placards disappearing from homes and lawns, we know that the industry has been there, done that style of hiring tokens when it comes to particularly us Black people. But I'm hopeful. I'm always hopeful. Edward explained that the new position will give him the freedom to take on broader creative projects. Look, this man is not going anywhere, but I am sad because, listen, listen, fashion is still super white. A lot of promises were made after 2020, after George Floyd, a lot of initiatives, a lot of so-called money invested to help level the playing field. And frankly, that has not happened. In other, a black man was appointed to a prestigious Fashion Post news, Bonjour and Ça Va, in Paris, where Fashion Week kicked off with, not a bang, an explosion, as Pharrell Williams made his debut as creative director of Louis Vuitton. And there were other black men, and I have to stress black men, there are no black women in the hat, that's still an issue, but the other black men that were in the hat to um, succeed Virgil Abloh were Martine Rose, Grace Wells Bonner, and Maximilian Davis. And there is an argument that, hey, Pharrell don't know how to make clothes. He don't know how to make clothes. So fans were really split about this. On one hand, his army of fans couldn't wait for Pharrell to take the helm. While on the other hand, there were plenty of people who questioned his credentials. Again, not knowing how to sew. Um, was his celebrity status and star pool actually just a cash grab to keep OVMH, you know, its legacy intact? Or frankly, to keep the Virgil Abloh momentum going? Truth is, this isn't Pharrell's first fashion rodeo. Going way back, let's go way, way back to the early aughts, he's had collaborations with Nigo, first with Billionaire Boys Club, later with Bait. He had a collab with Chanel, Comme des Garçons, legendary Paris boutique Colette, RIP, we miss you Colette, what a dope store. And Pharrell is sorta of perfect for the gig. You know, let's not forget his OG collab with Louis Vuitton when Marc Jacobs enlisted him to create a pair of shades he called The Millionaire. And then it resurrected again later on when Virgil Abloh included them in his debut fashion show. So, you know, the link was already there. The link was already there. In the lead up to his much anticipated debut, Pharrell said that the collection will be centered on the word lovers. So you see the word lovers, um, you know, embroidered on jackets and uh, different pieces of clothing. He was hired on Valentine's Day, so that makes sense. And there were um, many, many rumors surrounding this debut. There were rumors that there was going to be a nerd reunion or that, you know, a very, very pregnant Rihanna would perform or walk the show. The wildest rumor was that Beyonce and Barack Obama would walk the show, but listen, listen, Obama's still fine. Let's be honest, Obama is still fine. He could definitely walk the show, but he wasn't even there. I really feel like when I think about it too, that Michelle should have been there, but I don't want to digress. Guests arrived at the location on service boats, finding themselves on the Pont Neuf, transformed into a banana yellow checkerboard. Pharrell is probably one of the most well-connected people in the arts, meaning Beyonce came with her husband, Jay-Z, and of course, Julius, and she took a break from her huge world tour, the Renaissance tour, and she sat beside Bernard Arnault, Rihanna, and also Zendaya. Who else was there? 
ASAP Rocky, of course, with Rihanna. And it was just a non-exhaustive list of a who's who, um, particularly Black famous people. There was Tyler, the Creator, Zendaya, Naomi Campbell, Skepta, Megan the Stallion. Um, they threw Kim Kardashian in here as a Black attendee. I hate to break it to y'all. Kim Kardashian is a spicy white. She is not Black, okay, for the record. Jaden and Willow Smith. Jackson Wang, Koi Larray, Lewis Hamilton, always, always so sharp. Love the way Lewis dresses. Mia Khalifa, Clint, Anita, and it continues. The gag for me, and if you love hip hop truly, you will get this. The gag for me was the clips walking in the show side by side, brothers next to each other, which to me means that a clips album is coming. And you know, Pusha T has been solo for a while now um killing it i don't know about this beef with jim jones but anyway that's not what we're talking about here we're talking about louis vuitton um and his you know brother malice it said that he quit to uh be a preacher or to become religious or he found god or christianity something like that but anyway i was happy to see them walk and that was the biggest surprise for me i know very niche um now let's go back to the collection a first collection is an opportunity to express the creative director's vision. From the granular design details to the signature silhouettes, bags, footwear, the opening looks comprised of a series of short suits with the classic LV monogram. Monogram's not going anywhere. I know that quiet luxury is a thing. Louis Vuitton can do whatever the hell they want. People are still going to be wearing logos. Maybe less logos this year, you know, after secession and all of that, but... What I don't love about the monogram shame is monogram on clothing is truly a Dapper Dan creation, a black man who in his 70s is finally getting some recognition, but it's also an urban thing. It's also a black and brown thing. So when you decide that you all of a sudden hate monogram after rocking it, you know, I, I hate this oh, we love the culture, now let's erase the culture, now we don't like it. You know, black culture is not a costume that you put on and take off. And the things we create, we create with intention and people follow. And so they get over it and then they say they're over it. So look, all of these houses made a ton of money off of urban influence, urban style, black and brown style, however you want to call it, LGBTQAI plus style. They take, they put it on as a costume and then they take it off. So just be mindful that when you hear the monogram hate, just remember who created it. It's created by a black man. Anyway, there's still going to be classic LB monogram on everything from ties to leather hoodies to kilts, waders, laser cut trench coats, um, everyone looked a little bit shredded in combat. Uh, a huge thing that came across that was kind of new was the Damouflage, uh, which is a new take on the label's trademark Damier check. It's really just a blend of the Damier check, and if you know Louis Vuitton, you know what I'm talking about, um, blended with camouflage. And we saw it on Kim K's look with her leggings and her, her crop top. Um, and Pharrell also had the damouflage on, on the suit that he wore. Um, and there was also a mini flow of luggage giving homage to the brand's luggage beginnings. So there was some new things there. I, I really liked the show. I think he is a perfect appointment. I think that 
if you want to be salty that you doesn't know how to make a pattern there's uh, a space to discuss that but listen the point of lvmh they've made their name they're a legacy brand and they can do whatever the hell they want and i think pharrell's influence his love of fashion him being a huge fashion fan and icon makes this a perfect appointment um and it's easy to forget that you know the maison only started to create clothing in 1997 mark jacobs took to the helm the speedy bags were everywhere and rightfully so as this is louis vuitton's version of a birkin you know it's basically louis vuitton's signature bag and if you don't know the speedy look it up and you'll know right away like okay this is their signature bag and you know of course the show similar to virgil's reign had lots and lots and lots of blackness the show was soundtracked by pharrell of course and it included joy or unspeakable performed by the virginia gospel choir so pharrell is from virginia um and so is um missy and timberland man they are really really some unique talented producers coming out of virginia but anyway um it was performed by the virginia gospel choir voices of fire a track named chains and whips and a new track called peace be still um all made their debut apparently peace be still has been in the making for 10 years the soaring harmonies and the lush vocals were a monumental and emotional backdrop to a huge 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 debut now i'm gonna say it felt a little a little like he jacked kanye style a little bit on the sunday service thing it, it was giving sunday service uh, which was the series of gospel performances started by kanye but look everything in culture and fashion is derivative and layered and there's rarely a brand new idea out there right but fashion what it is now is more of an assemblage of ideas from different artists and different eras so you know nothing's gonna be like groundbreaking or like a pioneer thing like whoa oh my god i've never seen that before it's not gonna be that it's gonna be a continuation of something that's already been done and then of course jay-z and pharrell took to the stage and performed together a lot of their catalog including fronting and on to the next one um my last thought on the show is it looked fun you know it looked really fun people were dancing bobbing their heads in the front row um and it took away from some of that old bourgeois stuffiness of past shows so you know i would say it was a great debut i hope that his intention and attention stays there um what does happen sometimes with these celebrity collabs is they get distracted they start working on music or movies or all of their 5011 projects and you know this is a big job and louis vuitton will you know cancel him expeditiously if they're not getting what they expect to get so if you can afford it buy it support it like you would any other um black brand or support any other black creative all right and until next time i say peace